Dan found them waiting at the bottom of the stairs. A phone call from his parents had almost made him late, but when he assured Paul and Sandy that he'd arrived just fine, and that his friends Jordan and Abby were waiting for him downstairs, his mother had let him go with a happy little chirp. Behind Jordan and Abby, a few lights flickered in the entrance hall. Jordan leaned against one of the tall white columns that supported the archway. He waved at Dan's approach, swinging a flashlight in his other hand. Abby had changed into a turquoise sweatshirt and pulled her hair up into a loose ponytail. Hey, she whispered, glancing around. We saw a hall monitor go by a few minutes ago, but nothing since. You ready? Dan nodded and joined them under the arch. Jordan tested the flashlight, shining a beam of light at each of them in turn. Last chance to go back and do something sensible, Jordan offered. Like drink in my room and watch Thundercats? Abby's nose wrinkled as she leveled a soft punch at his shoulder. You are not chickening out now. Besides, we can do that after. I'm going to hold you to that, Jordan murmured, following them into the dim, silent hall. Because I'll definitely need a drink after this. Dan knew what he meant. Now that he was here, he was so beyond nervous it was like he was giddy. It wasn't a pleasant feeling exactly, but it was markedly better than the kind of anxiety he was used to. Softly, they crept across the empty hall, passing the notices and activities corkboard, the vending machines, and a rickety elevator that was out of service. Fewer lights shined overhead the deeper into the hall they went, and when they reached the old office door, they found themselves in almost total darkness. Jordan lifted his flashlight from their feet to the door, and Dan's heart sank. It was clearly locked, and the sign Felix had mentioned turned out to be a poster board that said, Keep Out, in rather serious red letters. I thought this was an unfettered access situation, Jordan whispered. I swear, had Felix lied to him? What would the point even be in that? They must have figured out students were going in and locked it up. Damn it. I'm sorry for dragging you guys here. All right, all right, don't look so sad. From his pocket, Jordan produced a paperclip, which he proceeded to straighten. When he'd finished, he put one end into the padlock and started to wiggle it around gently. Just know that you owe me a lot more than Thundercats for this. Pretty impressive, Dan whispered. He had seen lockpicking on TV, but it didn't compare to the sneaky thrill of watching someone do it in real life. Jordan smiled, pausing for a moment. I can do it with a hairpin, too. Would you two keep it down? Abby looked over her shoulder. You're breathing louder than we're talking. Jordan bit down on his lower lip with an impatient sigh, the padlock shaking in his grasp. Maybe hurry it up just a little, Dan murmured. I'm going as fast as I can. This is an art. You can't rush art. A light sheen of perspiration broke out over Jordan's forehead, soaking the ends of his bangs. Just, almost. Dan heard the softest of clicks. Gotcha. Jordan pocketed the paperclip in his hoodie and looped the open padlock through the ring on the doorframe. He pushed the door. It didn't budge. Damn, 
It's stuck, he said. Give me a hand. Dan and Dabby put their hands on the heavy door and pushed. The door felt like it was pushing back at first, but then it started to give. After one final push, the door shuddered open. A cloud of dust swirled up and blew out to meet them like a relieved sigh, as if some pent-up force had finally been released. As quickly as the dust came, it dissipated, presumably less potent after Felix's trip inside. Ugh, that is foul. Coughing, Abby reeled back, covering her mouth to keep the dust out. It smells like my grandpa's house, Jordan said, his voice muffled through the fingers clamped over.